Welcome to uh, From the Field to the Fans. I'm your host, Kisa Ramirez. Joining me, as always, senior sports reporter Paul Livingood. But before we talk about how your week is and everything, we have like a special guest audience here at the University Star Studio. Uh, in addition to our thousands of viewers out there, hello, how are you guys? Uh, we have news editor Alexa Tavares, opinions editor Brandon Sams, lifestyle editor Mariah Simank, and our special shout out to our trusty producer, Imani McGarrell slash uh, managing editor. Full house here. We're probably gonna have some fan questions. We're gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun and like it'll be worth your thirty to an hour of time, uh depending time permitting. But we'll get back into it, Paul. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you, Kisum? Great segue, I love it. Uh <laughs> I'm doing well. I think I think it's it's time to kind of get the monkey off our backs. Monkey meaning Florida State, backs meaning Texas State. Uh, Let's get this done as quickly as possible because yeah, I'm tired of talking about Florida State. Let's say some things. Let's just talk about it for a little well, bit. What do you I mean, say? obviously, we got destroyed. It, there's no doubt about that. 59-16. to Although, in the second quarter, I was a little excited when, the, when it was 14-10. I thought we were going to do pretty well. And then Everett Golson happened in the second half, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're still pretty bad. So, there's that. Takeaway. Do you have anything? Um, The biggest takeaway is that uh, – and it was also uh, Coach Fran's biggest fear um, that he mentioned in the press conference is that he was afraid that uh, coming out of uh, the Florida State game that he wouldn't know much about his team in terms of how the team is shaped in, in terms of competitiveness in the Sun Belt and what kind of team he has. And so it, it, from my personal perspective, I feel like we still don't know. Um, the offense was – I don't. I don't know where they were. They the were offense is non-existent. There's like they're on milk cartons right now. We're like, where's Texas State offense? It's not there. We're still yeah. searching, basically. Yeah. Where are they at though? You know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Where are they? I, my takeaway is that Florida State <laughs> is just so many miles away, just better at football than Texas State. And that's not a knock on Texas State. No. They've made a lot of strides. They're in the Sun Belt Conference. They're seven and five last year. Bulgeability in two consecutive years. This is not a bad program, but this is not a program that's 10 years, 20 years away from reaching that Florida State Cowboy if they ever will. Yeah. So the takeaways are few and far between, but I think I, I did like – I'm just going to isolate the first half because I think that's the one you got to look at before the exactly. second half kind of got out of, out of hand. They were down four points at one time. They were down 11 at the half. This is a team that held their own and outscored them in the second quarter, outplayed Texas State. Tyler Jones in the first quarter did better than Everett Golson. There's some mm -hmm. little there's some little wins there to make in that in that game. Um, and then the Dalvin Cook, though. Dalvin he, Cook, oh, whatever, oh whatever. Like, he's good. Their we run, knew that. Their run game was – they ran all over us. It, there was no hiding that. There's they, they need to fix that. That's something – And I think there's some wins to get. Connor White had a nice little drive in the fourth quarter. Yes, that was did. good for the freshman backup. There was some wins there, but I'm done and you're done. No more Florida State. Nope. We're not saying this for the rest Rear of the year. Rearview mirror. It's gone. I'm going to erase it. I don't know what Florida State is. I don't I – don't, let's just forget it. Texas State football, though, home opener, September 12th. Saturday night against Prairie View A&M. It's what I call a real football game, but in real meaning, the Texas State has a chance to win this game and not just a chance, a They're good one. They're favored by a, a lot. Yeah, and like you said in your preview, tale of two different seasons for Prairie View and Texas State. Yeah, I mean, I, just the way that the season started, um, Prairie View A&M played Texas Southern. Like, I'm sure half of Texas doesn't even know what Texas Southern is. Um, Southern. But for those who do, for those who don't know, Texas Southern is in Houston. But um, 
And that's Prairie, actually a big rivalry, those two. That's a yes. game that they circle on their calendar and they want to win yeah. every year. And Prairie View A&M, they just uh, got a new head coach. This is his first game as head coach. They won 38-11. to um, The quarterback, Trey Green, he had a pretty decent game. He had an 80-yard touchdown run. Um, and then they ran the ball well as a team overall. And then, uh, obviously, Texas State, they played Florida State and got destroyed. So, like, with Texas State, you play a higher caliber team and got destroyed and then – Prairie View did the exact opposite and played a team that was below them and beat them by a lot. They're going to be, in other words, our Florida State, Texas State's Florida State, in the sense that this is on a, paper. On paper, this should be a win. Ninety-five um, percent favorites according to ESPN's Football Power Index. It's it should be a win, but although Fran did say that they always uh, Prairie View always does play us, or I guess us and Texas State, but they play Texas State pretty tough. Um, they it was a it was a I mean even though it was twenty eight to three the last time they played in two thousand thirteen it was the feel of the game didn't I was there the I was a freshman here and I didn't really know the team as well as I do now but I remember my sports editor at the time the staff that covered the the team they were like that was embarrassing twenty five point yeah. win was just terrible those are different teams we'll go into that later uh, Fran made it a point in his press conference Tuesday to talk about the thirty eight to eleven victory that they had over Texas Southern. And that it was impressive, like you said. Mm -hmm. Prairie View got 500 total yards. Their running game was fluid. Trey Green did well. Prairie View is a team that beat Texas Southern. And they're not a team that I think we're going to talk about later. They're not supposed to be taken lightly. So I don't want to overanalyze a team that was 5-5 five and five last year that's not a Division yeah. One. I don't want to, like, go into it. But you've talked about it. You asked your friend at the press conference, what are the strengths, weaknesses? What are we looking for at Prairie View right now? Um, the biggest thing with Prairie View – is basically it's also a positive for us is that they do basically the same things that we do they run the spread up tempo offense and so it's nothing that the defense won't be like not accustomed to and um so in terms of preparation that'll be uh, well suited for us is the fact that we they see it in practice every single day so instead of he told me instead of holding up cards we're like okay this is the other team's play like they can just be like okay run this play or whatever like whatever that whatever we call it here so that's a, bi a big positive in terms for us. And then, obviously, we're a bigger caliber program, so the athleticism should be more to our side of the ball as where Florida State, they had way better athletes. And so, I mean – We said not to mention Florida State. They I'm don't sorry. exist. They it, don't it exist. Just, it, yeah, but, I mean, the, the comparison is there. It, you can't ignore it. But um, Prairie View A&M, it should be a win in my book. Um, I feel like they should win by at least – <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, they should win pretty favorably. Um, but what do you, what do you think? A nice way to put it: they do everything Texas State does except worse. And that I, that's just I think that's how I'm gonna put it. Trey Green, you talked about it. Dual threat quarterback can run and pass. 80 yard touchdown against Texas Southern that showcased the speed he has. And Francione always and his defensive staff struggles. Not struggles. I don't want to say struggles, but they rather not face a dual threat quarterback because extra runner in the backfield you have to accommodate six guys instead of f five and you just it stretches your game plan because the defensive backs have to like be more disciplined the pass the pass rush has to be contained you can't just be like well he's not gonna run so we can do whatever you have to be ready for two things simultaneously on every possession that's gonna be something to watch for Trey Green as uh, that that's really what their offense is we didn't we're not gonna go like here's the breakdown of running back yeah. receivers like Prairie View is I think a the, team we should the, respect the but. biggest thing that is that should be noticed is that this series between Texas State and Prairie View has been dominated by Texas State. When you look at the series all time, 
Texas State leads 11-2, but they, they've won 11 consecutive times. Prairie View won the first two times. I have it right here in 1976 and 1977. But ever since I was then, not born. I was like 18 yeah, years away from them. Exactly. Long so ways ago. Ever since then, Texas State has won every single time we played them. So it should the trend should continue. The last two matchups, though, including the 2011 one. Granted, it's been four years since that then. That was a close game. You wrote, you wrote about it in your preview. 34-26. Prairie View had a lead in the third quarter. Then Isaiah Battle late in the third quarter. Late in the third quarter, Isaiah Battle ran off a 93-yard kickoff return on the ensuing kickoff. Changed the yeah. game, gave him the lead. They won the game by eight. Two years later, when Texas State is more established as a D1 school, they won 28 to three, and that looks 25 seems like a lot, but it was a lot closer than I was watching that game, and it just it just was bad. And like the difference though, and it's key. Two years ago, Texas State's offense and Fran said Fran was terrible. That. He mentioned yeah. that in his press conference. Yeah. He said they were terrible last year. You had Tyler Arndt. Tyler Jones wasn't there. Their redshirt offensive linemen were like freshmen. They were starting guys that were six feet tall. That was back tall. when we had an FCS offensive line. They were starting guys like me. I was like starting left tackle for them. Now they have big six foot five Adrian Ballard and Melton and Romero exactly. and all those guys, and they they weren't ready for the challenge. And that's why like Prairie View kind of was kind of surprised. Um, also, we talked about familiarity too. Jafis Gaines, yes. Tim Gay were both at the press conference. They're from Houston area. They were like, we probably know some of the guys personally because we played ball like, with them. Yeah, they played with them in Houston, played against them in high school. So, I mean, the f- that, that, I think that is another reason why um, competitiveness between the two uh, schools has been such a common theme is because of the fact that they know these guys and so um, they want to compete against each other. So, I mean – in terms of that, like I know Tim Gay said that um, he know I I think he alluded to the fact that he knows about half the guys on the team, or or give or take, and so the fact that they went to high school to get like together and and played against each other and and they know these guys all their lives it, it's it plays a huge factor. The offense now is just miles better than two years ago, and that's that's pivotal. Um, we're gonna go into storylines to watch, but we have like some special fans in the audience, and we wanna we wanna incorporate them to the show because we're an all inclusive show. I'm giving them some time to walk up here, so I'm just stalling. But we have one, maybe two, if time permits. Uh, audience question: uh, This is Alexa Tavares, news editor at the Hello. University Star. She is uh, coming on to ask me a question, us a question, and there hopefully we can answer it and make it relevant. Okay, I have a really important question. Um, Let's hear. I'm excited. Who do you think is the cutest on the team right now? <sighs> wow, got to put us on the spot. You take that one first. I'm, I'm letting I'm, I'm um, let my mind spin. Obviously, like you know, based on from what I've heard. Um, at least from y'all before the. I'm gonna the need some like legitimate statistics here. So. Legitimate statistics. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's averaging. Are we, uh, are we talking like a zero to ten scale, or <laughs> I don't know what y'all are saying, but I, I mean, I heard y'all say that you, you thought Tyler Jones is pretty cute. I know Monty said he was pretty cute, so I don't. know. I can't believe we're doing this. We're a respectable podcast. <laughs> yeah. You guys are demeaning us. Yeah. I would go my boy. Legend of San Marcos, Lumi Kaba. He's got the long locks. He's got the cool face. He's got the cool persona. He's a huge soccer fan. Someone that you'd probably yeah. be able to chill yeah. with. He's a uh, is he Barcelona or Real Madrid fan? He's a Real Madrid fan. No, ah, so you wouldn't. That. But he that. he he comes from a huge background. He knows a lot of languages. He's a cool guy. He's bilingual. He's bilingual. He knows Albanian. Okay. And like he 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 has a cool demeanor. So I go Lumi Kaba. How do you you're going, that, you're going I mean, that's generic a, that's Tyler a, that's Jones? A, that's, a, that's a solid pick. I mean, dude, he's the quarterback. Like. You kidding me? Like, if, if you're if you're listening, please stop this and like 
turn it off. I, I feel embarrassed to be talking I about have this for Gus. Let's go. Okay. Who who has the biggest personality on the team? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, what about for you? Who if people you've interviewed interviewed in the past? I don't know. Like or maybe like who's your months. favorite or favorite interview? Does it have to be a player? No, I mean. Are you gonna say the receivers coach? I like Jason Johnson. I was gonna say John Thompson, defensive coordinator. He's he is animated, a he's yeah. animated, a good personality. I'm thinking, I think of a player. I like talking to. I talked to Lumi Cobbin today. He was pretty animated. I, I had a good time talking to him. Um, There's not think. a huge lot of personalities because Fran has this motto, OKG, our kind of guy, yeah. and the our kind of guy motto is like quiet, understated, do your own work, do your one eleventh. But not I feel a lot like of on the, oh, I mean, yeah. You go to practices, you have yeah. to like. I mean, there's like some social. Oh, um, Karee Barry, he's very out, he's very outgoing. I know him personally. I like talking Kwame and Bowens. He's kind of cool. I mean, he's social media presence. He was predicting mm-hmm. to Florida State. Yeah. Good <laughs> conversation. Um, who else? Chris Nuttall says some things. Um, um, I talked to Robert Lowe. He was pretty nice. He, he was he had he was pretty outgoing. Last year there was more talkative guys. I think that was like, more of a consistent if you wanted, thing. If you had to hang out with anyone outside, would it be? Oh, Karee Berry, yeah. without a doubt. That's that's one of my homeboys. So like, who do you really want to be friends with on the team? <laughs> this is hard. He hit. secretly <laughs> wants to be friends with Tyler Jones. I think we all. This know is hard hitting takes Lawrence on the front. Especially no one in San Marcos can give us the coverage that friend from the field. We cover football. We cover cute guys, and we cover the gamut of things. I think I want to be friends with. You're going to say Lawrence White. I know you are. I'm not going to answer that. I'm a beat writer. I'm professional. I'll say that for outside the podcast. Okay. Um, but I appreciate the questions. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe do this next week. I don't know. But people <laughs> have high demand. We, is that, we may need you. Is that it for the questions? Because we, we, we have a lot of like ads to sell, and like we're contingent on our thousands of viewers. And if you're not there providing questions, we're kind of stagnant. So we might need you. Maybe Mariah Simmake, Brandon Sams, the biggest sports fan in the room, can ask us a question later. Don't know pressure later. Maybe next podcast. But uh, that's a good segment that we're adding. You know, <laughs> okay. just keep adding. We're just go. like we're Texas State. You know, just building that, building that program. The um, rising star of Texas. But we'll get back to it. Uh, what storyline would you say is relevant for this game? Um, the biggest storyline for me is having the offense bounce back from being pretty much irrelevant in the Florida State game. I'm sorry for saying Florida State again, but. They they were the third time you've been kicked off this podcast. They were non-existent at like they were gone. So I mean, what I'm looking for because like preseason hype was like the Texas State offense is going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the Sun Belt. Tyler Jones is going to be the best quarterback. Tyler Jones last game he threw for what 100 yards against Florida State. Yep. And I don't know how many rushing yards he had. 39. 39. There you go. So I I know too much about that. He under he underachieved in, in terms of my expectations for him. So I expect them to have a bounce back. My storyline, you've touched up on it on in the first couple minutes, but I wrote it in my column for the, for Thursday. We won't know anything about this team until week three, week four, maybe even later. And to me, that's kind of concerning because how are you going to game plan for Louisiana Lafayette and Arkansas State and Georgia Southern, the best teams in the conference, mm-hmm. when you yourself don't know what team you have in front of you? Um, Francione quoted, it's like, we have two tough games and we need to be able to construct our game plan to like, if you know your team better, the way he put it, yeah. put it, um, you can kind of play the chess game, so to speak. Yeah. You can kind of do things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. If like, if you don't know your team, how are you going to know the other team that you don't even play against every day? So having the barometer for the state is not that. Prairie View A&M is not that. Barometer. Yeah, but that's week four. And then you go to like Lafayette in two weeks. 
that's a snap but judgment. I, I, I don't like know. It's a good. It's a good thing to get the barometer out of the way before the conference starts. I think you should get the barometer way earlier though. That's my. That's just my hot take. Hashtag yeah, hot okay. take. I don't know. Um, but that's what I'm looking at. Player to watch. Who you got? For me, um, I'm looking f- at for Robert Lowe. Uh, he was non-existent again. Um, I I just jeez, be nicer. I'm just saying he only had like he only had like 30 yards on like eight carries. If 13, that. Yards, 13, 13 on eight. Excuse carries. me, I flipped threes, but um, yeah, he didn't he didn't show out, and so he's gonna uh, and even France said in the press conference, Prairie View is gonna get a heavy dose of Robert Lowe and Chris Nuttall. So I expect him to have a big game. Uh, and so, what about you? What's your player to watch? Ooh, you're the host now. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep talking it about it because Lawrence White, he's, I mean, he's still the president of 2020. Like we talked about, he's still going to be president, gonna going against Kanye. But right now, my, my number one fan, my number one guy right now is Lou Mikaba. Um, he, <laughs> the legend he, of San Marcos. He's, he's great. He's a great guy. He, uh, he's just, a great punter too. That's why we're talking about him. not because he's a great guy, um, but he seven punts, three hundred twenty-six yards. We know all the stats. Punters are underrated in football because they control the entire field position game. If you put your f- uh, opponent back, back, back every possession, they're not going to be a very good football team. So I think Lumi Cobb is really big in that. Um, but that's going to be the player to watch. We're going to transition over to over under um we have a couple over unders for texas state it's a little bit nicer to be on the better end of over under <laughs> yeah, last better. year last week it was like over under texas state gonna be terrible or not terrible and then we're like well i mean you know i mean it's not even over under um but heck you asked coach fran is, what is a what do you deem as a success <laughs> and he said and i win that was one of my like, shiny well, besides that <laughs> uh, i was like wait 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 let's pretend that doesn't happen joe that was my quote joe and rick may, uh joked about that today at practice really yeah what the, they well, were ju- they just mentioned that they were like yeah like we're gonna like, they're trying to think of questions to ask Fran and they're like well let's think of something they're like well let's not say what Keesum said at the press conference it was pretty funny okay it was it was <laughs> just funny gonna, just it was over funny over under uh, forty nine <laughs> and a half points for Texas State uh, I'm gonna go under I don't think they'll score that I think they'll score about forty two okay I'm gonna go. I'm going to go under two. I think it's like 47-ish area. I think they're going to get in the 40s. 49 means like 50 above. That means seven-plus touchdowns. I don't, I don't know. That's a lot. Um, we have 200 rushing yards for Texas State, and then we have 13.5 points for Texas State. What you got for those? Over on the rushing yards, I think um, the, the three-headed monster of Lowe, Nuttall, and Tyler Jones will get, I'd say, in the ballpark of like 250. I think Nuttall and Lowe both will have 100 yards, and then Tyler Jones will have about 40 to 60 in that ballpark. And then 13.5, I'm going to say over. I think Prairie View will score 17. So that's that's where my over-under is. I'm going over for rushing yards. I think <coughs> even the third string in Mayberry and everyone else, Tyler Jones, Go- uh, not Golson, he's on the team, Chris Nuttall, <laughs> Rob Lowe, they're all going to combine for over 200 rushing yards. I'm going to go under on the points a lot. I Ooh. think Prairie View is going to score 10 or 13. I think that's around the range. I don't think – I think Texas State's going to make this a performance to kind of – their defense has been talked about how it's not like – it's not yeah, – it's inconsistent and you're looking at it. There's a lot of holes there. It's consistently inconsistent yeah, like I said before. Yeah, and I, I think this is the, the opportunity to show that at least they have something there. And I think they do. So that's that. But as we wrap it up, Paul, any final thoughts? Um, no, I'm just – I'm glad that – the 
they who shall not be named is be- is behind us, and we can just move forward this season. Just you're talking about the audience, like, whoa, that's rude. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the the tomahawk chop people. Um, and so I'm glad that that's in the rearview mirror, and we can start getting into the rest of the season where Texas State will hopefully do better. So I'm just, uh, as a host, longtime host, going through three semesters here, I'm just so hashtag blessed to be with an audience like this in the studio, we have three people. Maybe next week we'll have four, maybe, maybe. five, and then maybe we'll have like the entire star here. On I, I don't know. I'm ambitious, um, but we'll I think. And then you this. you add it to our like our thousands of viewers. Oh man, the Taco Bell sounds really good right now. Yeah. Um, I just it's, just it's fun to be a part of this, and I'm excited for football season. All seriously, actually, we've been kind of like off the wall here, but. I think this is the opportunity for Texas State to really set themselves on the right foot. Granted, we won't know a lot about the team, but that's not no terrible doubt. when you win one game and then you just move on, you win another game, and then you look at it. We have six, seven, eight wins. That's what you want. So as uh, as I try to get off these, knock off these sniffles, I think that's where we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> end it. For Paul, for, for Paul living good, la, la, la. Uh, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out.